Hey, welcome to Justin and Greg, the Jags Experience. This is a podcast where we talk about everything and anything, and usually they're obscure and fun, guaranteed fun, and some of our own life experiences. If you do not tinkle a little, at least once listening to this podcast, we have failed you, our dear viewers. And when you say tinkle, you definitely mean like pee. No, I mean like shake a little bell. Tinkle, 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 tinkle. tinkle. Usually people say, I got to go tinkle. I have to go pee a little bit. Who says that? Kids. Nobody says that. Yeah, the kids say the darndest things. No, man. they Yo. heard that from their parents, and those parents should maybe, you know, not be parents. Wait, listen, I've tinkled once or twice in my life, I'll tell you that much right now. You've tinkled? Yeah. Like you were a ballerina and you went tinkle, 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 no, tinkle? I've gone to the washroom. Anyway, moving on. It's been a while since we've done the podcast. We're working on some huge things. By a while. It's been like a week. Yeah, it's a long time. Sure. A lot happens in a week. And when I say huge things, I mean, it's just things. Things. Yeah, things. Fun things. Today, actually, at lunchtime, we were at uh, A&W trying their Beyond Meat Burger. Pop quiz. What does A&W stand for? Albert and Walter. Crazy, right? Why? Because I, li- I grew up my whole life just calling A&W and not actually putting together what... Oh, it's... I think when I was little, it wasn't A and W, the letters. It was just A&W. Right, like, I mean. It's a word. Yeah, kind of like single kids word. now say KFC. They, they don't know that it means Kentucky Fried Chicken. They just think it's KFC. What? It's Kentucky Fried Chicken? But I think that they at least know that's the letter K, the letter F, and the letter C. Whereas you, to me, A&W was the name. Like, you know, you spell it phonetically. E-H-A-N-D-D-U-O-Bubble-E. The best thing about A&W is the root beer. In those yes. chilled mugs. That and the bear. Remember the bear? Also, root beer milkshakes. Are those still around? Yeah. I remember root beer floats. They were, they were cool when mm-hmm. I was eight. Oh, still good. Eight to ten. Some people don't have issue with them because even though they're in Canada, they're not using Canadian beef, which is weird. It is kind of weird. Like really weird. And they try and, I don't know what they try and say, like supply or something. And they, there's so much. No, it's, it's all marketing stuff. Earl did the same thing. They're like, hey, we're we're upgrading our beef to not use your Canadian stuff. Love us. People are like, uh, no. Uh, no. Outrage. Yeah. All across the internet. Anyway, this, this is a, a patty that... Looks like meat. It bleeds when you cook it because it has pomegranate and beets and potatoes and mung beans and peas and all sorts of other things. But you know, uh, I guess you'll have to you'll have to watch the vlog to find our verdict. All right, here's the ingredients for this: coconut oil, yellow peas, pomegranates, mung beans, which is weird to say. And hard that reminds to- me of Creed from The Office, where he talks about how he eats mung beans. No, and I, don't, say I don't remember that one. Yeah, I think of dung beetles when I hear that. Mm. Uh, rice, potatoes, apples, beets, Battlestar Galactica. Anyway, it was it was. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Go watch the vlog. It was, it, I'm glad we did it though. Yeah, it was. It was very interesting. A very interesting experience. Yeah, I think White Castle in the States has some of the same sort yeah, of... The Impossible Burger, I think it's called there. Yeah, they've grown theirs in a lab, though, I think. Well, I think that's is. where this is from, too, probably. Or maybe they made it themselves. Who knows? Gross. I mean, watch the vlog. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> watch the vlog. Anyway, uh, what's new in your life? I sold my car today. You had a really nice car. What was like it a like? Civic SI 2009 that you drove a lot, but it, the kilometers didn't go up. In I fact, loved it. The kilometers went backwards, didn't no, they? No, they didn't. They went up a little. 75,000 kilometers, which is like 45,000 miles. We'll now, the say. cool thing about Justin selling his car is you're like, wow, why'd you have to sell your car? Well, Justin is committing to Justin and Greg by selling his car. Yeah, and we have minivan because we have three kids. And, and I, minivans, you've never experienced a minivan, are awesome. No, I haven't. We had one when I was young, like when I was a awesome. kid. Awesome. They're not 
like fun to drive, but they're awesome. The cool thing too that you don't understand too is you probably can survive without two cars, especially when Uber moves here. Absolutely. And you've got the booster board in the summer that you can go almost anywhere. Because it's an old car that with the like payment on it and the insurance and whatever, it's like almost $450 a month. That's a lot of Uber rides for a second vehicle. Yeah, when you think about it. A lot. I mean, the wintertime we'll see, but you've got a van. So, and I've got a booster board for wintertime. Booster, booster, booster. You know what I love about ride sharing? What? Uh, this is something that new that just happened in Uber. Ride sharing live streams on Twitch raised privacy concerns. Raised privacy concerns. Yeah, I heard about this. This guy was live streaming his rides on Twitch, and people are freaked out. Which I think it's probably fair. I guess so. Like I'm okay with an Uber driver recording to like protect himself, right? Like an insurance thing. But does he need to broadcast it to the world where they're going to see me pick my nose? No, like I don't everybody's know. like, "Whoa, that's Justin Rivers. Oh, he's a nose picker." Well, we know that already. If we see you at a stoplight, we can tell. Yeah. It's a bad habit. No, I'm okay. It's a bad habit. And I'm very, very subtle. Super subtle. Gross. Super. But uh, to me, I'm like, "Eh, I think it's kind of cool. Like most of our lives, we've given up our privacy anyway. Like how many people that are complaining are complaining on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? And it's like, hey, guess what? You have no privacy anymore. Even if you have the settings on, we know who you are. I was just reading on the internet about, oh, what was her name? She basically 20 years ago, over the course of like seven years, 24-7, streamed her life. Her name was Anna, I think. Her name was Big Brother? No. America? Um, And it was like in the early days of the webcam on Dollop, it would just take a photo every few minutes and just upload it of everything that ever happened in her life. She she like shared it all. In her house? Yeah, in her house. When she walked around too? No, in her house. It's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it was interesting, and I mean, she's got a kind of a crazy story, and like everything she shared on there. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. Do people pay money to watch? That gets uh, weird to me. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, hey, I'm paying 15 bucks a month for she, this. She was like an anarchist and a and an artist, and she was just like fighting the powers. But uh, it was like her 20 year anniversary or something. There was an interesting article about she her. She was fighting the powers by live streaming everything. Mm-hmm. What powers? The man. The man wants you to live stream everything. No, they do now, not back then. Oh, so now she's going to shut it down because she's still No, fighting. she stopped like years ago. Oh, she she was like very well known. It was like an internet phenomenon 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. But th- to me, that's the future. The future is going to be everything's recorded. And even now, insurance companies are saying, hey, listen, we're tired of dealing with the he said, she said in car right. accidents. If you put this camera in front of your, v- like on your, on your dash... Mm-hmm. We'll give you a huge discount because we get, save ourselves so much headache right. going to court and figuring this stuff out where it's like, no, like you clearly did this and you're going to jail or it's your fault. And you think like, I don't know that I would be opposed if everybody's car just had like the little chip and said, here's what happened. Right. You were coming from here. You turned here. You were going this fast. Whose fault is the it? The craziest stuff is autonomous vehicles are coming so fast. Mm-hmm. We don't even have we don't even have to worry about that. No, we're, it's gonna go we're like, not going to see that. It's gonna, we're just going to skip right. Like I have a twenty month old daughter at home. She won't get her driver's license. No, I'm convinced of that. No, you know, like she'll have just an ID because she just gets autonomous vehicles to drive her everywhere. Isn't that weird? Weird, so weird. And I know it's going to happen, but eh. yeah, I just it's hard for me to put two and two together to be like, wait a minute, I don't have to buy a car. She's not going to have to drive her friends around when she's sixteen. That's awesome for me. You just buy ride sharing. And and I think actually the bigger conversation is actually getting rid of roads and cars and doing people drones because how much... People drones. Yeah. What is that? Think about this. How much space in a city is dedicated to having roads so people can drive between places? Well, I know the answer because I played SimCity growing up a lot. And SimCity 2000. So a lot of it is cars and you have to make sure that there's roads if you do a cul-de-sac and stuff to get out of. They all have to be maintained. Mm Mm-hmm. 
in a massive expense. What if everybody in every place basically had a little landing pad? And so you landed your house and then you take off straight up in the air and you go to your place and you could convert all that space to, you know, parks and, and walking paths and more housing and everything. Now, is this a real thing that people are talking about? People yes. drones? So I would get... What do you mean I would, people drones? You I wouldn't own a drone. Them? I wouldn't own a drone. Casey Neistat was flying around on a people drone. Casey Neistat, the famous YouTuber, mm-hmm. was flying around on a people drone. Yeah, I mean, and they I have them in one. Dubai, right? Automated taxis. Heard about that? I've yeah. heard that. Yeah, it's not basically a people that. drone. Yeah, it is. It's a taxi that flies. It's a drone? That I sit in. That fits people in it. Yeah. A people drone. No. It's a it's an automated taxi. A people drone, yes, is an automated taxi. So you think that that's going to happen? Yes. Mm, I can't imagine that being I don't know case. how quickly because there's going to be lots of logistics. Here's my gap, though. If I have a people drone, as you call them, and my neighbor is is landing, like his house in, in my area is very close to me. So? Where's the landing pad going to go? His backyard. Oh, my goodness. It's not going to fit in the Does backyard. Does he have a driveway? Do you have a driveway? Yeah. Driveway. These are huge drones, no, man. No, they're not. The ones you're talking about in Dubai are big. Well, these new ones are going to be smaller. Oh, let me guess. And they, they fly with water and there's no energy. No, and they're a drone. Anyway, that, I think that's super far away. Well, Super no, far away. This whole thing just comes down to the math. At some point, once they actually get enough autonomous cars out there, they're going to go the math of deaths per autonomous car is so much lower than regular people. We have to outlaw people driving. Right. And then they're going to do the math to go... Wait, we spend how many trillions of dollars maintaining this massive road network when all that money could go away because the drones fly? Yeah, I mean, your math makes starts to make sense when you do that. We're like, wait a minute, how how much of our city's budget or your city's budget, listen mm-hmm. to this, goes to maintaining those roads or bridges or all this sort of stuff? But how do you how do you work around massive transportation things like semis where you have to move goods? Big drones. All right. How did I know? No, it's just like that makes sense though, right? A big drone. That's maybe. all you do. Maybe. Big drones and there's little drones. How do they do that with airplanes? Oh, no. What if we need to carry something big? No, it's not a thing. Anyway, it's the same thing. Speaking of droning, we're joining on on this topic, but there's one more thing about ride sharing that I thought was kind of cool. Now, you've taken an Uber before. Yes. Not in our city, but everywhere we go travel, we mm-hmm. take Ubers because... They're the best. Have you ever tried Lyft, actually? No. I downloaded it last time because they had a promo. A funny story... I was in Vegas like three or four years ago. And if you don't know this about Vegas, on a lot of street corners, especially the weekend, there's guys like slapping these little tickets in their hands or trying to get you to go to strip clubs. Yeah. Um, and there was this guy out there in a pink lift shirt and and he was trying to hand me a card for like a free ride, which is the strip club. It's always you get free rides to strip club. So he's from Lyft and he's trying to hand me a thing I didn't know. And I was such a jerk to him because he was like, he was in my space and talking to me. Nobody else talked to me. Like they don't say anything. And this guy's like, hey man, do you want a free ride? I'm like, no, get away from me. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert or I'm going to slap you silly. You weirdo. (laughs) He was trying to give me a free lift. I felt I felt bad when I figured it out afterwards. Man, oh man. He's probably still thinking about that to this I day. I know. He's like, I met that guy on the street. He's a jackass. Okay, so when it comes to autonomous vehicles or these ride-sharing things, when you get in, there's a when you're done, like they're super simple, super easy to pick up. I mm-hmm. heard people now in, in New York are pre-planning their Uber so that when they get out of the subway, they just walk up and the Uber's just waiting there. Perfect. That's super classy. Mm-hmm. But when you get in there, you never know who you're going to get, whether they're going to talk to you, whether the music's off or on. And it's hard sometimes to read that because they're looking in the rearview mirror at you, right? And if you're one of those people, yeah. you're having like a rough day, you don't want to be talked to. Right. And they're chatting you up because they're working for a tip and trying to make your experience good, but they're actually pissing you off. Right. What do you do? Uh, you say, I would not like to talk right now. Yeah, I mean, you can say that, but a lot of people have a hard time being blunt and direct sure. like that. 
So Lyft is considering this Zen mode where when someone picks you up, that you would already have notified them that you actually don't want to talk to them. And that the best way for them to get their tip or to serve you, which is their job, is to just leave you alone. And that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, but I think everybody would pick that. You think? Maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people who would miss out on some actually good conversations because like, ah, I don't think I feel like talking. I'm going to turn on this Zen This is mode. the oldest you've sounded in a long time because you know what people say? I'm not saying it's me. No, people say, you know what people miss out by texting all the time is like real conversations on the phone. No. Yeah. That's what you're saying. You're saying, oh, you're going to miss out on good conversations. No. What people miss out on texting is real people interaction. No. Which the phone is the worst. Here's the thing about this is I actually think a lot of people would use it for sure. And that's fine. Like, wouldn't you rather use it if you want to use it? Well, you of all people wouldn't want to force yourself to like, oh, hey, Justin, you should do the do the right thing. And I go actually talk to this want person. Zen mode for a few other places. Um, I love my love love my hairdresser. He's awesome. But there are some days where it's like I just want to sit here and do nothing. A massage therapist, maybe that's even bigger. Oh, that's a huge one. right. Like Zen mode. Like, don't talk to me. Just rub my shoulders. I don't want to make eye contact. Don't make this weird. Speaking of weird, so my wife and I went to a couple's massage once and I had this weird thing on my arm at the time. I don't know what it was. It was some kind of like skin thing. Ew. It was like the size of, it was actually really gross, but it looked oh. like, it looked like a cigar burn on my arm. I couldn't figure out what it was. Whatever, it's gone now. So I'm getting this massage and this guy is massaging me, which, you know, I was kind of like, oh, whatever, I'll deal with it. But he was massaging me, but then he started talking to me. He starts rubbing my, the, like the cigar burn oh. thing. He, and he goes down to my ear like, what is that? What happened there? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, first off, I'm not proud of that thing. It needs to go away. And second off, don't oh. ask me about it. And I was like, it looks like a cigar burn. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like a thing. Can nipple. we not talk about this right now? Oh, don't like, touch I'm naked it. here and your hands are on me. Just leave me alone. Anyway, Zen mode for the massage therapist all the time. I always want a big, burly massage therapist with like, you know, those massive, strong dad hands. That's what I want. Uh, I see them every day because I got no, you them. Don't. You have dainty little fingers. I got man. You have like size four feet. Oh, please. Please. No, I don't. I want the opposite of you. When I go to get a massage, I want like just a dental rub, like make me feel good so I fall asleep. I don't want like you to work oh, anything out there. You're so weird. No, just like rub my skin with oil on it. That's fun. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, kind of a fun story out of the States of all places. A restaurant calls out a teen on Facebook for paying their bills with coins. So this happened about a week ago, but it's still worth talking about. So this kid who works his tail off goes to his restaurant, this restaurant and tries to treat two or two or three of his friends to a, a lunch. Yeah. It was like 40 plus dollars. He paid with a $20 bill and the restaurant with coins because they were tips from his job. And the restaurant tried to be, well, they claimed they were trying to be cheeky. No, but they went online. They tried to like shame this guy. Right? Didn't they post online yeah. about it with like a big like derogatory message because he paid like twenty five of the dollars, including a generous tip. I think it was a very generous tip, actually. Yeah, it was like ten dollars on it was like a twenty percent tip in coins, and they were mad about it. And your business. You need change. I mean, yeah, you need change. But like to me, how entitled are you of a as a business to be mad that someone one, they paid their bill yeah. and two, they tipped you and their like their waiter or waitress or is waiter a, a server now? Servers, plural, server. I guess, yeah. Tip their server, and it's like, well, what are you, what are you actually complaining about? Because you don't want to handle all these coins? I mean, this kid is, he's a decent kid. And they, they, this is what bugged me the most about it, was they posted it trying to get, you know, hey, everyone's on our side, don't pay with yeah. coins if you can't, if you can't afford bills, it's not a yes. thing. Like, 
It's like, hey, go out of your way to take all the change you've got, go to the bank, get it, you know, not broken down, but the opposite, put back together to get a bill to come in here. Also, we discourage use of debit cards. If you try and pay with a credit card, we're going to charge you an extra 5% unless your bill is over this. Like, we're just trying to give you money. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I understand it's annoying to get a bunch of coins given to you, but would you rather not be given those coins? Right? It's just like, get over yourself, everyone. It's the worst. Anyway, so they went online. They tried to get the, the community of, of haters. Yeah, everybody like, oh, everybody's going to be on our side. These guys will change. They suck. Whoops, swing and a miss. Everyone oh, said, like, man. get turnt, restaurant. Well, especially because I think the kid came out with a statement. And he basically told the story. He's like, I just wanted to treat my friends to a nice, like, lunch. The best part about it was there was an interview with his mom there. And his oh, mom was, man. like, defending the kid, which oh. I'm like, eh, that's today. But he seemed like a pretty good kid. Yeah. You know, when you talk to him, I'm like, wow, he actually didn't mean anything by this at all. Head on his shoulders. It's just like, this is my tip money. I had 20. I want to treat my friends. I guess I could have not bought their lunch. That was my only option, but I wanted to buy their lunch, so I did. And how crazy did that? More often than not, we would say, get a job, kid. Yeah. You know, like, screw you, buddy. Go get a job. Well, one, you he punk. has a job, and he's trying his Delinquent. best, and still he can't win. Oh. It's these freaking millennials. They're the worst, the worst luck, these guys. Yeah, apparently it's the millennial employers. Yeah, millennial the employers like, of millennials. You heard about this in the states. Yeah, about the baseball team. Yeah, if you guys didn't hear about this, the Montgomery Biscuits. This is a baseball team name in Montgomery, Alabama. So Montgomery Biscuits. Like, hold on, like the food. So we're 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 googling to find out like what like biscuit like what is it what does that mean is that like a kind of horse or some kind of mythical creature no it's a biscuit like a, a biscuit and it's got butter in its mouth so we're gonna name our baseball team after the, the Montgomery a sandwich they love their biscuits down there biscuits and gravy like how it's like a thing yeah but usually a, a team name is supposed to be intimidating like the Spartans or maybe it's the lovable Bears. you fall in love with them the biscuits. Although, like, biscuits can be delicious. Hey, I'll be the first one to tell you biscuits can be delicious. Like but fresh, never. buttered biscuits? Yeah, but never. Like, I want that in my life. I'm like, oh, I got to play the biscuits tonight. No, thanks. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm hungry. Maybe there's some psychology. Anyway, they're the AA affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. One of their theme nights was a millennial theme night. Oh, so you dress up as a millennial. Which included things like uh, participation uh, ribbon for showing up. That's funny. Avocados, safe spaces, napping stations, selfie stations. Some of those are hard hitting, actually. Craft beer. Okay. You know, everything that a millennial would want. Well, slash hipster millennial, but like the avocado thing, I think is a little bit overdone. Avocados are delicious. But the safe spaces, that's a low blow for some people. <laughs> anyway, the internet is, as you guessed, outraged. Of course they are, because, because someone did something. Someone did something, and of course, every, everybody can be offended about something. You smell that? Somebody did something. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm I'm get so on the Twitter, and I'm going to complain. Which, like, there was some woman who's like, I'm not a millennial, and this base bar park should have had something that said, like, we, I don't know, we've tried to come up with something really lame. Anyway, it was like a helicopter parent coming to her millennial kid's defense. So funny. It's kind of funny. But the people who did it were actually millennials themselves. Of like, course they were. Because they make fun of the staff. And the funny thing is when millennials get upset for people making fun of millennials for getting upset about things, it's just like... Uh, what? It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, you, you're doing it. Yeah. You're doing what... How dare you make fun of us for... Getting easily offended at things, I'm so offended. It's so funny. And I mean, we technically are millennials, you and I. Yeah. But I mean, we're closer. We just I watched uh, Eliza Schlesinger. She's mm -hmm. a comedian on Netflix. She's one called Elder Millennial. Yeah. Because she thinks that she's 35, so she's the cutoff. I'm the Elder Millennial. So we kind of get, we float between Gen X and, and, no, and, and Millennial no. in our thinking. I disagree. What do you mean? I'm like smack dab in the middle. 
What do you mean you're smack dab in the middle? Well, because people don't all agree on when millennials start. What? People don't agree? Yeah, what do you know? So, I mean, some people, typically they say 1980 is when millennials start. So, I mean, you're, what, four years in there? No, here's the thing. Five years? Five years in? Yeah. I know that I'm, whatever the cutoff is, I know I'm closer to a Gen X than I am to anything else because when people complain about millennials, I'm like, yeah, those guys suck. (laughs) But I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. That just means you're broken. No, it means I can actually go both ways. No. Yeah, I swing both ways. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No. I'm a Gen X and I'm a millennial. You're not a Gen X. You were born in the millennial era. Whatever. You're a millennial. No. You're a millennial. I'm a millennial, but I swing both ways. No, you're just a millennial. Whatever. Uh, Anyway, you guys, stop taking yourselves so seriously. Who cares? They want to make fun of us? Bring it. Here's the thing. When we talk about this off air sometimes where when people say something to you, and you react about it, like that's them like inflicting some sort of like they're labeling you and right. you have to wear the label. Whereas sure. in the past, you know the thing that's sticks and stones might break my bones, but words never hurt me. That was a saying that a lot of people uh, ascribe to or subscribe to. Subscribe to. They believed anyway, and it has some truth in it. But nowadays we don't do that. Nowadays, if I say something to you, you're like, ah, you got me. That hurts. And I'm actually giving you giving you power over me by saying, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to give... You said that about me, that must be true. I, well, and I think it's a difference of... There's there's a difference between having your identity settled from the inside out and then worrying like, oh, they, they made fun of me. Therefore, my identity is wrapped up in what they said. Like, right. Who cares what they said about you? And that's the hardest part with millennials, I think, and, and the younger generations, yeah. is you're exposed all the time to people's perceptions and their thoughts and, and and how they see you on social media, which is a huge part of our life and you can't escape it. And it's like everywhere you look, that's that's your reality. It's like you're always being judged by someone and they don't know how to deal with it. Well, and they say that, you know, this generation was raised with so much praise from their parents that they needed they need the external affirmation to know that they're okay. And then they, us, we need the external affirmation to know we're okay. And if we don't get it, then we start losing our way. And so if somebody is out there attacking us, we're going, oh no, what you say must be true because I need external validation. Which Interesting. is it's crazy because a lot of people that are very successful have had to overcome incredible obstacles in their life. Yep. And that, that's almost like a almost a 100% reality. People that have done amazing things in life, Walter Disney, have had to overcome obstacles. Like he was told he wasn't creative enough for, for a lot of jobs. Yeah. Or he, he would never do it or never be able to do it. Well, guess what? He did it. Elon Musk, the same thing. Like people that have changed the world didn't get it easy. No. And I mean, some might say Kylie Jenner. Hey. Some people were upset that we said she was a self-made billionaire, which is just, it's just a term. You I can, stand you by it. But yeah, you it doesn't matter, I think, what walk of life you're going to have to overcome to some things. Now, that being said, do some people have it harder than others? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you can't just use that as an excuse for n- not trying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. But we see the world the same way because we're both Gen Xers. No. Gen Y. <sighs> okay, moving on to something a bit more superfluous. There's a ghost town for sale in California that's being sold for. It's over 300 square miles. How many ghosts? Ooh. I don't actually the article didn't say how many ghosts were in the town, but 33 buildings. It's got like a, a saloon, a general store, and these are like a church, and they're all functioning, fully functioning. Like they're up, and if you go in like the general store, there's there's products on the walls and stuff. It looks like a movie set. No, and even externally, it's like cut in between what are those mesas, or like it's like cut into like it looks straight out of a western movie. Uh, Queso. 
Pacers. Like the cheese? Yeah. I love Pacers. Anyway, this guy's selling for $975,000. A complete town from a different era. In California. In California. So this, this town was going to buy. I didn't think you buy a house in California for $975,000. Well, here's the reality. We live in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, and houses here, on average, if you want a single-family home, mm-hmm. you're paying probably at least $350,000 for a brand-new home. I can buy an entire town in California yay, for three times that. Like, where's the bank? I'm going to go leverage that. I'm actually surprised somebody who's rich hasn't just gone... When I roll into the I'm just gonna buy this place for a pinball place. Not pinball, paintball. Paintball. Yeah. Because it's really nice. Or just like a weekend getaway for my friends. I'll fly the helicopter out here, we'll hang out and you know, play Buddy's request out here and pretend we're from the West. Or just for land. Everyone's always trying to buy land. They're like, hey, Here's land for free. You get the mineral rights, and it used to be mined for gold and silver, so maybe you get lucky no, with that. Probably maybe. not, though. But, like, that's a pretty good deal, and I think I think we should probably should go in on it. I feel like that's probably the cheapest way to become a mayor because running any kind of mayoral campaign, expensive. People would... I mean, I don't know if there's running water there or not. There was an outhouse. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but... But you could just be the mayor of... Put that on your LinkedIn profile. And the sheriff. What, and what, the sheriff. What's yeah. the rule? So you're the mayor of this ghost town... What's a rule? You get to make the rules. You own the town. What's something that you would make up that would be like, yep, if you come up to Justinville, this is how it works. Oh, you can definitely pee on the sidewalks. Wow. That wasn't like real sidewalks, but you know that takes time. You've got an outhouse there. That's all you're going to have. Why not just be on the sidewalk? Okay. Well, that kind of happens in a lot of cities anyway. Water ballooning is perfectly legal because it'd be hot. It looks like kind of like California deserting that, hey, you get hit with a water balloon under 10 centimeters, you're fine. My rule would be there would always be a never-ending game of tag taking place. What? And if you were it, you had to stop whatever you were doing and go tag someone else. doesn't matter if you're on the way to the courthouse, on the way home for dinner. If you got tagged in the middle of traffic, get out of there. You have to go or else you go to jail. Do you remember how it was going around on the internet like last week, like what what tag stood for? Yeah, touch and go. Which I don't actually know if it's true. I wonder if somebody just like planted that and went... It's not true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the game is called Touch and Go, and everybody's like, my mind is blown. I know. And, and, hey, full disclosure, that was me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Freeze. It makes so much sense. Freeze, touch and go. <laughs> freeze freeze tag was yeah. like a big one. TV tag. TV Do you remember tag that one? was my favorite. You had the name. Like, the your, Simpsons. A television show, and if you did that, you were safe from being tagged, but it apparently doesn't stand for touch and go. And then someone was like, what does rap stand for? Rhythm and poetry. Well, no, it's not that either. Yeah, just <laughs> or rhyming and poetry. I don't know. What does Jag stand for? The Justin and Greg Show. No, not true. What is it? I don't know. Jacksonville Jaguars? Not that. Can't be that. Anyway, that is the town you're all invited to. If you're you're gonna be cardio's gonna be great in my town because you know, tag. I just hope that one of our listeners out there who's very well off, much more so than us, is like, guys, I bought you Jagsville. Oh my goodness. You guys are both joint mayors of Jagsville. You're welcome. The GoFundMe. We get nothing done if we're Oh I would love to start a GoFundMe. That's a real GoFundMe. You know what would actually be cool is if Canadians bought that and it was a Canadian oasis oh, yes. that everyone could just go live in. Full of in, poutine and maple syrup. In California. Eh? I might do that. You mm. never know. Like It doesn't take a lot of work Ooh, to go. Oh, maybe go Doug and Bob so. McKenzie would come. Take off, eh, you hoser? Take off, eh, you hoser? Two friends, something, and a beer. Okay. Remember they're like 12 days of Christmas? Yeah. Uh, you're lucky I can save you with uh, some editing here. Yeah. golden twos. Four pounds of bag made in three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a dream. Right. You're
say. You oh, said, yeah, right. You can, you can insert insert song here. That's what I mean. Yeah, there we go. Oh, what man. was it? Two, two turtlenecks and a beer in a tree. Something like that, yeah. Two toques. No, five, it was five turtlenecks. Five golden toques. We are very Canadian right now. That's okay. Four Spe- pounds of bacon, three. Back bacon? I don't know. No, I don't I'll put it in there. Anyway, here's the thing. In our neighboring province in Alberta, mm-hmm. they have they've got car insurance, kind of like we do. We've got a government car insurance, so we it's actually quite low. But over yeah. there, it's all private and it's competitive. It our insurance is low when you are at high risk, and our insurance is high when you're at low risk. Yeah, so it's kind of you meet in the middle. So most people are better off, I would say. Yeah. In Alberta, though, not the same way. If you're a dude, especially a young dude trying to get a car, it is expensive. And there's a story right now in the news about a guy who wanted to buy a Chevrolet Cruze, Chevy Cruze, which is not that expensive of a car. I don't know. It would have cost this guy. Now, granted, he had a, he had an accident and a couple tickets, yeah. which boom, skyrates your, your Yeah, he's your in rate, his early 20s. Rate. And it would have cost him $4,500 a year to insure this vehicle. Insane. That's a lot of money. I, I, pay, I pay about 1100 per vehicle right now. I remember I was 18 years old and had two accidents driving a red two-door Mazda RX-7 sports car, and my insurance every year was basically the same. It was like a thousand. It was like a hundred bucks a month. It's so it's so affordable, and it's it's actually so bad in Alberta that people aren't paying through their insurance because the way it works is if you claim on your insurance, I mean, maybe yeah, it's the same it goes way up else. way higher. Yeah, it's like well, you're screwed either way, and yeah. you only want to use your insurance if it's like. Things are a right off, complete right off, or you're getting sued for something. Yeah, then it's like, okay, I'll claim this. But usually, it's like, oh, how much is it? Nine thousand dollars. Well, I'll find a way to pay that. So because- this guy's at forty five hundred dollars because he's a male. Yes. And so he asked the person when they were giving the quote, said, "What would it cost if I was a female?" And they said thirty three hundred dollars. So about eleven hundred dollar difference. Yeah. Ish. Okay. He would have saved about ninety one dollars a month if he was a woman. So guess what he did? Oh no. He became a woman legally. He changed all of his government identification to send it in and said, hey, I want to be a woman now. So he changed the birth certificate. Yep. And his government indeed to say like, hey, I'm now officially a female. Sent it to the insurance company where they're like, well, I guess you're female now. Saved himself $1,100 a year. Crazy. Yeah, people are losing their mind about this because they're like, you're not supposed to be able to do this. And I'm like, did you not see that coming? Yeah, I actually, I, I reading the article on his thing, he's like, he's saying, hey, like, I'm not trying to bring light to how easy it is to change your gender. I'm not trying to go after LGBTQ or anything like that. All I wanted to point out is I saved money. Like, he's like, that's all I was trying to do because he feels like it's a bit discriminatory, which I think in Europe, it's actually illegal. It is illegal in Europe. It's illegal to treat uh, a male and a female driver different just based solely on their gender. Which there would probably be a lot of other stereotypes you could apply and then suddenly go, oh, do we charge this one race more money because we say that they're all bad drivers? Right. Maybe it, or this it, or that. It, it's, it's crazy to think that we still do it. And having this kind of example, I go, wait a minute, that is actually kind of cruel. Well, but the other side of it is, what if they had the data to back it up? I think they do. So That's the problem. So that's the challenge to me is it's discriminatory. Well, is it if, if that's what the data says? Okay, but where you go in today's society... I, I know we can't say it. We can't say it because it's not politically correct, but what if the data backs it up? The data does back it up. The data backs up a lot of things, but the way the world is going, is like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's different. It's like, you know, the, you have to charge them equal. My fear is knowing insurance companies... If it's thirty three hundred for a female and forty four hundred dollars for a male, go up. Yeah, what do you think they do? Do you a think they drop them all to the female price? B 
split the difference, or C, just raise everybody up to the male price. Yeah, I think uh, th- rates are going up for everyone. Yeah, they're not, they're not going so. down. That's the worst thing. That's the worst thing about insurance companies is because none of them actually look after you, or it feels this way anyway. Feel free. If you work yep. for an insurance company, reach out to us. You know where to find us, Justin Greg, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But like, come on. When's the last time you're, they were like, hey, you know what? If you don't do this, there's a loophole, and we don't well, have to pay this for you. And all the incentives in insurance companies are to not use your insurance, Right. It's like, hey, less insurance. Well, you pay less of a premium if you raise your deductible so that there's fewer things we have to cover. Oh, you actually want to claim your insurance? Well, just so you know, if you claim your insurance, you're now going to pay more money every month because you've claimed for insurance. Yeah, it's the whole thing is insane. It's like this necessary evil, but it, it doesn't look after you. It, it never feels like my insurance company wants the best for me. No. That they're always like, oh, Sorry, we found a loophole. We can't cover you. Ah, oh, we make and, more money. Well, that's a problem. That's a fear I have of, you know, maybe we talked about this before. I have life insurance, and that makes me feel better knowing my family's taken care of. But there's also this nagging thing where it's like, I probably forgot to disclose that I accidentally cut one of my fingernails too short one time and injured my finger, and now you're out. Right, and you're paying all this stuff for no reason yeah. because they can't actually cover it. My, my biggest complaint was it was wintertime here and we get cold winters and the, the streets freeze we're at a stoplight some guy you know he was a young driver slid into us smashed into the back of our vehicle we had to get it fixed mm-hmm. right on his on his insurance it yeah. was all covered but what happened was i needed a new muffler okay and so my muffler the car was you know a couple years old two or three years old and they couldn't find a used muffler that was two or three old years old that they could be replaced it in the same way oh. so they gave me a new muffler and made me pay for it what? Yeah, I had to pay for the difference. What? Yeah, so they said that my muffler was about 60%, had 60% life oh left. Oh my goodness. And they can't, they can't legally, the way their insurance works, they can't put me, put me better Wouldn't off. It wouldn't be legal, it's their policy. They, they, yeah, I, I, they couldn't put me better off, which would have been a new muffler would have been 40% better. Oh. So I had to pay the 40% difference and I went bananas on the phone for a long time. It was like call after call after call. I'm like, this makes no sense. Why am I paying? Right. Now, there's money out of my pocket. Because this guy hit me. Yeah. And it's like, they're like, yeah, we're sorry. I'm like, no, you're not sorry because no. you don't care. Yeah. And at the end of it, I still had to pay. They give me like, they give me a percentage of it off. But they're like, sorry, we just, this is how it works. And I mean, I get it, kind of. Sure. But fix that. Make that guy's insurance yeah. pay for me. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm fired up now. Whew. Well, you should be. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got a new muffler. Which you really wanted. I'm sure that's what we wanted to spend those hundreds of dollars on in that like, moment. Oh, great. Was like 400 bucks because I wanted to replace this yeah, early. Right now. Oh, oh amazing. Thanks for looking out for me. All right. There's a headline read this one. But there was an economics professor who suggested that we replace public libraries with Amazon. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> apparently it didn't go well, which is shocking. Surprise, surprise. Before we get into this, is there room for a company that you can just pay to be outraged at things that you want attention for in the media? Yes, there is. We're starting it right now. Project Outrage. You pay us, I see, 100 bucks a story? I was thinking like 10 grand, but sure, 100 bucks. Okay, so we'll, we have like, we'll make, we'll make 20 Twitter 20 accounts. 20 Twitter accounts, I think, is all you need. You we'll actually just, only need four, but... <laughs> we'll slag a story for you and then yep. retweet it and share it all over. So this works way better in small towns, just, you know, or, or smaller centers. And then we'll get the media involved with it to say, wait a minute, people are really mad about this story that you actually want them to carry... The, the the public will be on your side, not the, the yeah. troll side. Economics professor, which he may have some legitimate reasons, doesn't matter, we see the headline, you know, replacing public libraries. So all we need to do is get four or five or 20 of these Twitter accounts to go, this is ridiculous, and then come up with some reasoning why, and then comment to each other about why it's ridiculous, 
send it an outrage, the media will pick it up. You got a story. Yeah, he. I mean, he had some reasonable arguments. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but when you pay your municipal tax, a lot of people pay a library tax. Yep. Like there, it's in there, and I think ours is a couple hundred bucks per li- per whatever. And he's like, people don't use libraries anymore. No one's using them. So I'm reading this article, and the article is obviously defending the fact that people don't want Amazon to replace a public utility, right? People sure. still use libraries. So it says this, and see if you can find the flaw in this reasoning. Over the long term, this is a direct quote from the Chicago Tribune. Over the long term, library visitation is up, although in it has trended down in recent years. Any any flaws in that logic? What, what long term, like since the inception of libraries? Yeah. All right. So since we put in libraries, overall usage is up. So we went from zero before the library started to something. This is this is really bad. This is a really bad <laughs> so, argument. So, in the beginning, before libraries, there were zero people who used them, and today, provided we have one person who uses it. Trending is up, right? Could be down in recent years. You know what else is up? Household income. Everyone is making more money this year than they were in the 1900s. Oh, Every uh, single person on the planet. Called, called inflation, right? It's just like I feel like that's a very inflated stat. Where oh it's my like, goodness. Yeah. Okay. During recent years, i.e., the last 25 since the internet's been around, usage is down. It's like we're still up over the long term. Yeah. It's like way to way to play your hand in terms of how you want oh this article goodness. to be read. Anyway, the guy got slagged all over the place because I don't know if you know this, but people still use libraries and the fact that they're affordable and cheap lets a lot of people have access to things and libraries are more than just books now i think that was his point was like listen no one uses books we can stream everything and people don't need to go to a library so why would we be paying a tax for, like i think the guy said he paid over 400 dollars a year hmm. in taxes for this library but our libraries here i'm sure they're the same way where they offer like classes they offer education free internet access to people who don't have it you can rent movies and and books and all that sort of stuff and yeah. it's like it's a real service well but here's the thing is when i look at the library the last i don't go in a ton but the last time i was in it's like you've got this massive amount of space where 90% of it is books on shelves mm-hmm. And there's nobody there where they are all congregated around our, yeah, a classroom or the computers that have internet. And it's like, couldn't we lower the footprint by a lot I mean, and you, move the books out? You mean you probably could, but there's a lot of people that use the books still. Not nearly as many. I can I can agree with that. But they still have a place. They still have a place in yeah. society. We Ooh. don't use it, man. It's not for us. It's for people that, that would actually use but it. But some of the argument could be then, are we running it like a charity? Where we go, okay, we're going to give our money to it because we believe in it for the people who need it? Or are we going, this is a service that everybody needs? Okay, so I would say it's a service that people, that people need. But the solution is not get rid of them and bring on Amazon bookstores. So people can buy their books and Amazon can make more money. That's not a good solution. Even though I'm sure economics professor, the math makes sense for him to go, wait a minute. We all save this much money. Amazon sure takes this, this a certain fraction of that. But as a whole... We're all better off because we're not paying $400 a year to support a library that he thinks no one uses. Yeah, but I think there could be a lot of ways you could modernize the library. And we are doing some of that because now there's like more services like Hoopla, where you can get free TV shows and movies and different things on your smartphone, which, you know... With uh, a library card. Yeah, with but a library card. you don't go into the library for that. No, you don't go into the library for that. But they are opening up access to other things, more digital and online. I think they need to do probably more of that. And even the buildings and the... The places that they have would be very expensive real estate that we're paying for. And it's like, do we need all that space? I don't know. Our new library has virtual reality in it, which is kind of cool. Which I've never seen one person playing ever. I know, but you just admitted you never go to the library. I've been there like three or four times. Yeah. 
like walked by or went in there because we were checking out when it was new. Uh-huh. Nobody ever playing. This is a very objective. I know. Stat I'm, I'm, from you. I'm not saying I'm against libraries. I'm I'm for libraries, but I don't know that they need to be as big and cumbersome as they are right now. So you're saying, hey, I'm all for libraries, but get rid of some of the books, push people online, make them digital, that sort of thing. Yeah, just get rid of the stuff people aren't regularly using. You sound like Jeff Bezos, man. Yeah. Wow, that guy's the richest guy in the world. Please. So maybe I'll be rich someday. Because I'm a mad scientist. That's all for us. Justin and Greg show. I mean, guys, come on. Help us out and give us some topics to talk about, okay? And if you disagree with me, tell me. About the library thing? Yeah, there'll be some people who disagree with that. Yeah, I'm going to tell our good friend Megan McCormick that you were arguing oh, no. for them to go away. No, I wasn't, just to be better. It's okay, I'll just skew it. And then if you have outrage on it, just tweet me. And maybe we'll get some yeah, press there'll on be, it. Yeah, there'll be 20 accounts outraged at Justin and Greg for saying we want to get rid of libraries. Okay, you're gone next week, so we will see you guys in two weeks. If I see you, I mean, you'll hear us? Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll do my own podcast without you. Boom.